Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to The Finance Bro, where we have real conversations with real people about money. I'm really excited to have this show getting ready to air, and I'm more excited to have you guys listening in. You know, so before I get into what the show is really going to be about, the type of topics we'll cover, um, the type of guests that I'll have on here, I kind of want to tell you about myself first. So to start, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, so for those of you that are familiar with J. Cole, you know, the 2-6, that's where I'm from. Graduated from high school there, and I attended the United States Naval Academy. So while I was at the Naval Academy, I majored in robotics and control systems engineering. I played on the football team, and I also became a man of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, um, which is the best fraternity in the world. So with that, you know, after going to the Naval Academy, I commissioned into the United States Marine Corps. Um, while there, you know, I was stationed in Japan. I've been, I've been all over the world. You know, I've been to different countries in Africa. I've been to Australia, the Philippines, Thailand. Uh, of course, I got stationed in Japan. So I was in Okinawa, been to Tokyo. Uh, got the opportunity to see a lot of different places and also, you know, meet a lot of different people. One of the best things I think about the military is it made me, you know, kind of associate and, and work with and talk with people that I wouldn't necessarily have spoken with in, in normal life on a normal day-to-day -day basis. And I actually was able to learn a lot through dealing with different people that I would have never dealt with before. And so I'm really appreciative of that because it opened up a lot of experiences and things for me. <clears throat> While in the Marine Corps, I also started a company called uh, In The Smoker, where um, we focus on, you know, financial coaching, credit repair, and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, I became a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach and really wanted to take advantage of, you know, being able to help people with their personal finances. Uh, so with, within the smoker, the reason I created it was really because of my lack of knowledge, right? Like I understood budgeting and things of that nature. But what happened was, you know, as a platoon commander and a company commander, I had these Marines, you know, consistently coming to me with financial issues. And when I was reading the documentation, I had no idea what I was reading. We were both lost together, right? But because I was the one in charge, I had to act like I knew what it was and kind of just decided that <clears throat> I needed to take personal finance more serious and learn about it so that I could help other people, specifically my Marines at the time. But then, uh, you know, of course, I ended up turning into a full-blown company, which I'm super excited about. But it was it was good because that forced me to kind of pay attention to something that was going to help propel me forward with the rest of my life, not just with business, but personal finance is just great in general. I stayed out of a lot of bad situations because I learned how to take my personal finances serious and I learned how to, you know, ask the right questions and look up the right things to make sure that I was doing what I needed to. Um, so <clears throat> with that being said, uh, the reason I created this show was one. So my profile, Mike Stedman, which, uh, you know, there might be a lot of people on this show who, who know who he is a uh, big podcast guy doing a lot of great things. Shout out to Mike. Um, but uh, Mike actually came up with the idea for me to do this show because I do a lot of material. I put it on uh, Instagram, Facebook, slowly getting into TikTok as well. But <clears throat> he was like, you know, Hey, you know, Greek, it's a, it's a niche market that we haven't hit. And you have a topic that's actually really important that a lot of people, unfortunately, do not know about. So I was like, cool, you know, we'll call it the finance, bro. And, you know, I'll market to the D9, the friends and family, which, you know, this show is kind of dedicated to the D9. But the thing I like about it is not too D9 centric to where other people can't listen to it. So um, it's exciting because I get to talk to, you know, different fraternities and sororities. But, it, you know, also 
I might end up having some other people who aren't a part of that, but that's cool too, because I get to show them kind of a different light on fraternities and sororities as well. And anyone watching it, you know, who may have a negative uh, perception of people who are in fraternities, sororities may be able to watch this show and be like, oh, wow, maybe I was wrong. So <clears throat> there's a lot of good things that can come from this show, I think. So I'm really excited to have that come. But another thing is, I really want to normalize talking about personal finance. You know, you have a lot of conversations with people and you realize that most people never really talked about finances growing up for one. And two, you'd be hard pressed to find people who talk about their personal finances in normal day-to-day conversations. One being because there's a lot of people who just have no idea what their financial situation is and others are just too embarrassed to speak about it out of fear of being judged, right? So there's a lot of things that, come with that aspect but one thing about this show is through having these conversations I kind of want to just make it normal to talk about personal finance you know you never know if you're in a bad situation and you talk to the right person they might be able to help you find an answer right um so the next thing is I really just want to make the topic seem less intimidating you know I'll bring up personal finances to some people and it looks like their head's about to explode right you can tell it just makes them really uncomfortable and to be honest personal finance isn't uncomfortable topic, right? It's a lot of things that you need to learn. You know, I mean, you got things from interest rates to different types of loans to how credit cards work and all of those things, right? But you have to learn it at some point. So what better to do than learn it sooner than later? Because, you know, there's a lot of people I see that end up learning it later in life and it holds them back from reaching goals like purchasing a home or being able to own their car outright or even purchase a car at all. You know, I know a lot of people who can't even purchase a car right now because their financial situation is so um, was less than ideal to say that, right? So <clears throat> really just want to normalize talking about it. And I want to make the topic seem less intimidating. You know, when I, when people talk about personal finances, they shouldn't like shy away or, you know, go into a shell thinking that it's going to be something bad. Like they should be, I, I want people to be excited and be open to talk about personal finance because we can all continue to learn things. And the more serious we start to take personal finance, the more it's going to help us all as a unit. Um, <clears throat> but Another thing about the show is, you know, when I have people on here, you know, I'll have some people who may be an expert in the field who can provide information that can just help the masses, right? Um, I may also have people on here to where we're just talking about an experience they had with personal finance. And the thing I like about that is, especially with that, is that people can learn from the success or failure of other people. And what that allows you to do is, you know, if you hear someone on here telling a story, about something they experienced and later on you find yourself in the same situation now you have something to reference to be like oh when this person experienced this they did this and that's what got them out of it so let me try that so now you have a you know something that you see worked or you you know you have something that you saw okay that put that person in a bad situation let me not do that because I heard of that before right but that all comes from having the conversation so I want this to really be a hub to where people can get you know the information they need whether it be technical information or you know just learning from people's lives and you know what better way to learn about people than to hear them talk about their lives you know I actually really enjoy talking to people and learning about their experiences and things they did things they have done because overall you know everyone has a story and when you allow someone to you know tell their story you'll be surprised at what you learn about them so there's gonna be a lot of good things in that in that aspect on this show as well another thing is I like the story piece because 
people can learn from and retain stories better than technical information, right? I can get on this show and be like, hey, this is how 401k is. And this is the difference between traditional and raw, right? But one, that's boring. No one wants to hear that. I don't even want to hear myself say that, you know? But two, you know, when people hear a story, it allows them to, you know, imagine things and and really see how it plays out. And, you know, they can reference back to it because they can picture it. And it just makes it more interesting and entertaining. And that's really another thing I want to do with this show is I want to make personal finance entertaining, right? And when I say entertaining, like, it's not like, oh, it's not going to always be fun, right? But it could be interesting to listen to, you know, these conversations and these topics and hear people talk about specific things that you may not have known, or even to just to hear stories about people's experiences with things, because, overall you're going to remember that more than me telling you the definition of something and so that's how I kind of want to take this different twist with the show <clears throat> and do it that way because I personally haven't seen much like you know I've looked up plenty of personal finance podcasts and you know for the majority of them you know besides like Dave Ramsey who does like live calls which one day I like to do that as well you know do some live calls and talk with people and maybe do some coaching sessions on here so people can hear what's going on but you know that's a later thing we'll get to that but for now you know, just having people to get on here and tell those stories is all I'm really looking for and to have some good conversations, you know, provide some some feedback and tips and just give people something they can look forward to uh, when it comes to personal finance with learning, but not have to feel like they're sitting in a in a commercial with that dude who does the dry eyes, dry eyes commercials. So um, with that, you know, and one of the other probably the biggest thing for me is I want to motivate people to really take a look at their personal finances or their financial situation. Uh, one thing that I've enjoyed since I've started my company is I met a lot of people who have never really spoke about their personal finances. And after, you know, sitting down with me and we kind of talking, it's nothing crazy, just kind of having just a general conversation. I always have the same people end up going and like taking a look at their personal finances and be like, hey, you know, I have a question about this or I have a question about that or I didn't even realize this. And I enjoy that because now I have someone who didn't give their personal finances a, you know, a second thought before now actually looking at their personal finances, starting to want to take them serious, asking questions, learning things, trying to get themselves a budget put together, you know, realizing what they need to cut out, what they need to maybe add. Maybe they need to realize they're not making enough money after all. And they've been spending more than they're making. There are so many things that can come from it, but, you know, I really enjoy seeing people get motivated to take their personal finances seriously after having a conversation with me so I feel like this is going to be a bigger um, network or opportunity for me to do that on a bigger scale you know there's no telling how many people are going to listen to this show and they may not have taken their personal finances seriously at all and after listening to it they may start taking you know their personal finances seriously and after that you know they may even reach out to me and they really want to do something to get their per personal finances in, in motion the way they want them to be which is what we want at the end of the day. I just want people to take their personal finances seriously. And then I want them, you know, start getting the plan to get their personal finances in order so that they can do things that matter to them. You know, if somebody wants to, you know, own a home, you know, where there's steps to be, to do that, right. They want to pay down their debts and be debt free. There's steps to do that. You know, maybe they want to, they want to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Okay. There's steps to do that, but it all starts with the basics of getting your personal finances in order. So that's one of the things that I'm really excited about as well. So it, there's a lot of things. Actually, there's a lot of things I'm excited about it, it, with the show. I mean, I think it's going to be great. I think people are going to get a lot of good information from it. So <clears throat> with that, you know, 
also with the show, I kind of want to address just, you know, a lot of issues that I see when it comes to personal finance. You know, one, you see all these videos on social media, uh, especially lately, you know, uh, talking about, you know, ownership. We need to own things. We need to own things. And I agree. I completely agree that we need to own things, right? Like I'm, I want everyone to stop renting and, and own and, and have, you know, uh, income where they're not in the, in the red every month and, and all of those things <clears throat> can happen. But in order for that to happen, <clears throat> you know, there's steps to get there. So people talk about needing to own things, but there's not a lot of people talking about what needs to happen before we can own things. And I feel like that's where my company and this show can step in to show people like, hey, that is the goal. You know, the goal is to own things and to have things and to be able to produce, you know, um, residual income or passive income, if you want, and be able to do all these other things that are amazing. You know, maybe you just want to be able to travel and you want to have money to be able to do that, or you want to just be able to spend more time with your family, or you want to be able to, you know, put money away so that your kids can go to college and, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Like there's so many different things you could do, but at the end of the day, before you can talk about ownership, you have to have your personal finances in order. And there's so many people who try to skip that step and jump to ownership. Then they're upset when they can't qualify for the things they need to qualify in order to own things. Right. So, but when it boils back down to it, you know, you might get some people that try to blame the system. And, you know, I've personally seen that with, you know, calls I've got or, you know, clients and they immediately want to blame the system, but, you know, 15, 20 minutes of looking through their personal finances, I point out every reason why they didn't qualify. I had nothing to do with the system and everything to do with their failure to take care of what they needed to take care of. So if we can identify those things now, that can save people the stress of worrying about that. You know, hey, you can show up to a to a you know a mortgage lender and be like, hey, my stuff is pristine, it's in, it's good to go. You have all your files organized, all your finances are good, you have plenty of savings in the bank. You have this and that, and you can push forward without having to worry about, am I going to qualify or am I not going to qualify? And that's, that's a beautiful thing to be able to do where you can just walk in and know that you're going to be good, but there's steps to get there. Um, <clears throat> another thing is, I mean, it's kind of feeds into what I was just talking about, but you know, people wait until it's too late to take personal finance seriously. And that's another issue I see, um, especially with us, you know, is we, everybody wants to, you know, I deserve to have fun. I want to live my life, live my life, live my life. And then you hit that point in the road where you realize that living your life and getting you where you want to be, and you want to progress and start doing, you want to adult now. And you realize that you're not in a position to do any of those things. So now all that time that you spent kind of just pushing your personal finances to the side is going to come back to bite you. Cause now you have to work where harder for you know some people a couple years which you know sends them back in their in their goals or sets them back with their goals and now instead of you know getting that home or that car that they wanted when they wanted it you got to wait because you got to dig yourself out of that hole that you've been digging for the past you know five ten years you know and I when I have conversations with people because people call them hey how quickly can we do this or how quickly can we get my credit score up you know I kind of like to equate personal finances to you know, um, your weight, right? So when it comes to that, I, I tell people typically, you know, when it comes, think of me as a financial coach as like a personal trainer for your finances, right? And what I mean by that is if you go into the gym to a personal trainer and, you know, say you, you want to lose, you know, 80 pounds, you're not going to ask the trainer, hey, am I going to lose this 80 pounds in two weeks? That's just not realistic, you know? You spent the last 10 years putting that 80 pounds on you can't expect 
that weight to come off in two weeks. It's just not realistic. And your finances work the same way. You know, if you've spent the last 10 years racking up thousands of dollars of debt, I mean, unless you hit the lottery or have some large sum of money where you can put it towards that debt with a plan, typically the average person is going to have to take a couple of years to dig themselves out of that hole, if not more. So that's just something to keep in mind. So the sooner that people can start taking their personal finances seriously, the sooner they can do the things they want to, right? And the next thing is people really don't like seeking help for personal finance. And on my end, I see this a lot, right? So I can have a conversation with people and almost nine times out of 10, if we're talking about credit, they, they want to get their credit fixed. People immediately jump on there. Hey, let's fix my credit. However, <clears throat> I try to help people understand that, hey, your credit, your credit score, your credit profile, all of that is directly tied to your personal finances. If your personal finances are jacked up, I will not be surprised to see collections accounts and charge-offs and mispayments and all of those things on there, right? But for there's a distinct difference in um, how people are when they're like, hey, I'm, they're cool with the, admitting they need help with their credit. That's kind of like, oh, just fix my credit. People are much more hard-pressed to actually take the step to ask or seek help when it comes to their personal finances, which is the thing that's causing them to have bad credit, right? So that's another thing that I try to emphasize with people is just asking for help because learning to ask for help is going to get you out of a lot of situations that you may not, I mean, you may be able to get yourself out of that situation, but you're going to get do it a lot faster if you ask someone for help than you will trying to figure it out on your own typically, right? So I just want to encourage people to feel comfortable asking for help and you don't have to ask everyone for help, right? Like that's a, <clears throat> I've said it before, like it's, a, it's definitely a double-edged sword. You have to know who to ask um, for help, but also you just got to look it up, you know, seek it. And when you find someone that you can feel comfortable asking for help, actually ask for help. And then once they give you the help, implement whatever they told you so that you're not stuck in the same spot. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves for me personally is when, you know, I spend a bunch of my time giving someone guidance on how they should do something. And I check in, you know, two weeks later, a month later, and they haven't even started to do what we spoke about, you know, that, that, uh, that really just, it, it gets me upset, you know, and I know a lot of other people to feel that way too. And the last thing you want to do is go to someone, ask them to, you know, give them, give you their time and help you with something just for you to go back and not implement anything you spoke about. All right. So I want people to ask for help. The other thing, yeah, I kind of just hit on that, but, you know, people don't know who to ask for help. So that's another thing, you know, start, but you got to, you know, one of the biggest things with knowing to who to ask for help is starting to seek, seek who to ask, right? So look and see who's talking about these things, you know, ask people, you know, like, hey, do you know anyone that may be good at this, right? And it's okay to ask for help. No one's going to think less of you because you need help with something, right? And if they do, then it's probably not a person you need to be around in the first place, all right? So that's a whole other conversation, which that's something I talk about in the book I wrote as well. So I don't know if you guys see behind me, but The Inner Smoker Mindset, that's my book um, <clears throat> for you guys looking on, on YouTube right now. Uh, if you want to get that book, it's on Amazon. And for you guys listening, my book is on Amazon. It's called The Inner Smoker Mindset. It talks about you know the mindset that holds people back from being financially free and the mindset that we can adopt in order to become financially free. So if you're looking for a, a good quick read, check that out and let me know what you think. Um, but, you know, back to kind of what I was talking about. Um, <clears throat> also, people don't give themselves a chance to experience ownership, right? So what I mean by that is 
<clears throat> people are so caught up with living in the day by day that they rarely fail to plan for the future, right? So I've kind of hit on this a lot throughout this this talk right now. But overall, when people don't give themselves to experience a chance, uh, ownership, what that means is they're consistently in a state of you know renting, whether it be apartments or renting a home. Um, but that's all due to the fact that they never put themselves in a position to qualify to be able to own something, right? So I really want people to start giving themselves a chance to experience ownership through first taking ownership of your personal finances. And then one of the big things that I hit on on all kinds of platforms is accountability, right? So people don't hold themselves accountable to their finances at all, right? They're full of excuses. You know, they may set goals for themselves with personal finances, but they don't hold themselves accountable to it. You know, they may say, hey, I'm only going to eat out twice this month. And, you know, the 10 time on DoorDash, clearly that that goal is gone, right? So accountability is a huge piece when it comes to personal finances. And I definitely want to emphasize the fact that the more we can hold ourselves accountable and, you know, get an accountability partner and not just one of your friends, but, you know, someone who has actually done what you're trying to do, you know, if you want to become debt free, talk to someone who's become debt free before, ask them what they did, you know, uh, look for a financial coach, get some help from someone that can help you hold you accountable to those goals that you set for yourself. Um, and then, you know, you can find someone who's already done it, or you can now if you get a friend who's on the same time as you and they say, hey, I'm, I want to get my finances together too. let's hold each other accountable cool, that'll work, but you both got to hold each other accountable. And, but I tell people all the time, before you can expect anyone else to hold you accountable, you have to be accountable to yourself first. And uh, what I mean by that is there's a lot of people who expect other people to, you know, be on them all day, every day. Oh, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. But if you don't have the buy-in for yourself, there's nothing that other person can tell you is going to make you do anything different. So until you decide to take ownership of your financial situation and hold yourself accountable to those financial goals that you set for yourself to get where you want to be. You can't expect someone else to do it because you're just not going to, you're going to ignore them just like you know yourself. And if you can't listen to yourself, you definitely not listen to anyone else. All right. And then, you know, kind of finally, I really just think we overall just need a culture shift. You know, I think <clears throat> a lot of things are idolized throughout the culture that unfortunately put people in bad situations you know i see people all the time they get money and what they want they want to buy designer clothes they want to buy shoes they want to buy jewelry like but i know i've seen a lot of people who have more money in their closet than they have in their bank account or more money in their driveway in their bank account and we're not going to talk about the fact that the thing in their driveway is also they're also upside down on a loan on that right like there's just so many different issues that we could talk about with that but overall i want you know overall as a culture for us to be like hey look personal finance that's where we need to be at like everyone in our group you know everyone has their own friend groups and stuff right like my groups like <clears throat> for instance out here where i live whenever one of my uh neos checks in to the to their unit here first thing we do is sit down and go through their finances and put them on a plan to make sure they get what they need to be you know and because of that everyone around here takes their personal finances seriously I, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone out here that's that has a, a tie to me it doesn't have their finances in order because they know that that's a priority around here. And because of that, everyone takes it seriously. And the more we can do that between other groups across, you know, the nation, the, the, the better of a position we'll be in. So it starts with things like this, I think, and it starts with, you know, conversations and it starts with, 
you know, people just feeling comfortable knowing they have somewhere to go to ask the right questions and to get help, you know, um, and, you know, also just seeing it publicized as something that's important, right? Because I mean, I never really saw people talking. I've never seen people talk about personal finance before um, in, in a big setting, right? And even like me in the military, the military is, I, I'm gonna look it up, but I can guarantee you the military as a profession probably has the worst personal finances throughout any profession in the in America you know like I've seen tons of people in the military with abysmal financial pictures because they don't know what they're doing right they get this money have no idea what they're doing and they just go out buying new cars with 15 percent interest rates and they blow all their money on 65 inch tvs and video games but that's because no one has ever told them why personal finance is important right so and I'm sure other people listening to this show I've seen their own versions of this as well right so overall if we can just you know as a culture start you know telling people and you know emphasizing the fact that like hey your personal finances are extremely important and if you want to do something that's going to be meaningful for you in life and you want to be able to provide a life for a family and these things one day <clears throat> you have to start taking these things seriously now before they come back to bite you later which is what we don't want so <clears throat> overall, you know, these are the kind of things that, excuse me, these are all the kind of things that we're, I'm going to, you know, cover on the show. And these are the types of conversations we're going to have. And um, anybody that reaches out to me, these are the kind of things we talk about along with <clears throat> getting them set up to get on the right track with their personal finances. So with that being said, you know, I kind of just want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I just wanted to kind of give everybody a brief overview of what the show is going to be like. And I'm really, excuse me. I'm really excited to have everyone on the, to tune in on the show. So uh, thanks for everyone tuning in. If you, if you want to look more, you know, follow my Instagram, follow me on Instagram at, at in the smoker. My Facebook is at in the smoker as well. Um, you can go to my website, www.inthesmoker.com. You know, you can get you some merch. I have hoodies, I have t-shirts. And then also, you know, you can check out my book on Amazon. So just go to Amazon, type in the In The Smoker Mindset. It'll pop right up, you know, purchase that. Let me know what you think. I also have a budgeting course that I've created. So uh, if you go to my Instagram or on my website, uh, in my bio on Instagram, you can find it on there. And then <clears throat> on my website, there's, a, there's a, uh, a link at the top that'll let you get up there and get the course as well. So please check all that stuff out. You know, let me know what you think. And uh, I really hope that we continue pushing people forward and get them where they need to be when it comes to personal finance. All right, let's get in the smoker. <laughs>